on our third episode of Ready to Launch, a podcast about entrepreneurship in MENA. My co-host, Marissa Khurma, from the Wilson Center's Riyadh podcast and I spoke with Muna bin Halima, a seasoned entrepreneur from Tunisia, who is taking her family hotelier business to new levels. Muna shared her story of inheriting the business from her father and how the Jasmine Revolution of 2011 has shaped her entrepreneurial journey to move away from the mass tourism model that is prevalent in Tunisia and also to give back to her community by mentoring youth on their own entrepreneurial projects. Tune in to learn more about Muna as well as starting and growing your business in Tunisia. Welcome to the third episode of Ready to Launch, Entrepreneurship in the Middle East and North Africa region, a joint series between Riada, a Wilson Center podcast, and the Straight Up Startup from Amman Jordan, hosted by Rajai Sahuri. I'm your co-host, Marissa Khurma, Director of the Middle East Program here at the Wilson Center. Today, we turn to Tunisia in North Africa, whose economy is composed of small and medium businesses akin to Jordan's economy. In fact, micro-enterprises of four or fewer workers account for about 97% of Tunisian businesses. It's also a country that's been encouraging entrepreneurship to relieve the pressure on the bloated public sector and to address the unemployment challenge, which today stands at around 35%, particularly amongst youth. So we're delighted to be speaking today with Buna bin Halima, who is the founder and CEO of Hotel La Badira in Hammamat, and an active member in various NGOs, including Réseau Entreprendre, a community of business leaders in Tunisia and beyond. Muna, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Marisa, and thank you for the confidence you have in a Tunisian entrepreneur. Absolutely. So, Muna, we are very curious to hear your story. You know, what is it that um, got you to become an entrepreneur? Um, and why particularly the tourism industry and um, hospitality? Oh, I was born almost in a hotel. So I am from a hotelier, a family of hoteliers. Uh, I was born in Tunis. I went to a, a well-known high school. Then after the baccalaureate, I went to France. I did my master in Université Paris-Dauphine in management. And uh, I returned back to Tunisia in 1996. I was 24. And uh, unfortunately, uh, it was not expected. Uh, my dad passed away when I was 24. So I am the elder in the, in the family. And mm-hmm. I had to very quickly uh, become the first responsible of the business uh, as, so, uh, uh, as soon as I had my degree. So uh, uh, my first job was uh, continuing uh, to, to manage the family business in hotel industry. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, three hotels. And uh, for the first years, I was um, uh, very um, supported by the team that was uh, uh, around my father. And then I began uh, wanting to develop the business. So two years after I decided to build another new hotel that is called Tash Sultan now, and that is 
managed by a multinational called Golden Tulip. And after uh, I renewed Hotel Le Sultan and the construction last two years. And uh, we, we refresh it to make it um, more uh, in the air, in, 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 in the fashion of the, the, the time. And then I, I wanted to make a small break after a, a, around 10 years of working uh, in an intensive manner. So I made an MBA uh, between 2008 and 2010. And uh, after that MBA, I was convinced that I had to change uh, somehow the, the, the manner I was managing hotels. And I had to, 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 to find something that distinguished the product from all the, the numerous hotels that were in Hammamet. Hammamet is the main uh, touristic city in Tunisia. There are uh, 130, 140 hotels in, in Hammamet. Wow. Uh, more or less uh, the same, more or less with uh, better quality, but the same business model with tour operators and package and uh, mass tourism. Mm -hmm. And I, I was thinking of changing and making a new product that is not a mass tourism product. And then uh, during this uh, strategic uh, thinking, uh, we had the revolution in Tunisia. Wow. And I was very, very involved in the revolution during the weeks of the revolution on the net. Uh, my conviction was that Tunisia needed change, uh, more uh, freedom, uh, more uh, rights, uh, more democracy, more uh, uh, individual initiative for the private sector. Uh, another uh, Tunisia, uh, and I was convinced because of the level of education in Tunisia, because school is compulsory for all the children since 1956, because yes. women in Tunisia had all their rights since 1956, because all of these uh, specific culture, uh, uh, specific points in our culture in Tunisia, I felt uh, Tunisian people were ready to step into democracy. So uh, during two years after uh, Ben Ali uh, uh, quit the, 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 the country, I was very, very involved in the civil society organization. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a member founder of two uh, association in civic education. Mm -hmm. uh, I turned all along the country from north to south, from east to west, uh, yeah. to, to encounter uh, Tunisian citizens and to explain this democratical transition, how it is important that every Tunisian get involved either in political party or in association or in business corporates, etc. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I found out during that two years uh, that the main, the main, uh, finally, the main uh, uh, need, the mm -hmm. first need, 
was uh, a social and economical, much more than the pure democratical concepts of free election, free press, uh, rights, etc. So I had the chance to have uh, a nice uh, patrimoine, a nice uh, uh, financial resource, correct financial resource, mm -hmm. invest. Sponsors and, and investors. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, try to create uh, jobs and uh, to, to help the, um, the economical uh, growth of the country. So I decided to build a luxury hotel mm -hmm. while Tunisia was not really a luxury destination. Mm -hmm. And to prove that with Tunisian uh, skills, we can be among the international standards in the hotel industry. Mm -hmm. uh, why hotels? Because as I told you, it's my main, uh, my, my main uh, activity sector since I was born. Yeah, and uh, this this was the, the the sector I mastered the the most. Yeah, and I had uh, the chance to had the confidence and to be uh, conf uh, confirmed uh, with the the leading hotels of the world standards. And till now, since uh, twelve uh, since since two thousand and fourteen, sorry, uh, the hotel still is the only member of the leading hotels of the world in Tunisia. Wonderful. So Congratulations. Is, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So the challenge, uh, I think I would have never built Hotel La Badira like I did without my MBA mm -hmm. in 2010 and without the revolution. I wanted after the revolution, uh, I thought it was not uh, coherent to continue doing tourism as it was the traditional the way before the revolution. So uh, I really, I want, I want to just interrupt you for a second um, because I really like how you you linked, um, you know, the 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 new turn in uh, taking. Um, basically your hotels to a new level, right? To, to the luxury market, um, away from the traditional sort of mass tourism um, model that was, um, or that continues to be um, prevalent. Um, so what is it about the um, revolution in particular, um, beyond just, you know, what you learned in your MBA, but the revolution in particular and that experience that got you thinking, this is the right time to do this because people were still, you know, um, thinking, well, what is, you know, they were uncertain about what the future looks like. It was a, it was a very difficult time uh, from, uh, from what I recall and people had hope, but there was also fear of, of what's coming next. So what is it that gave you the drive to say, actually, this is the right time to do this? Oh, uh, it's my illimited faith in my country. <laughs> this is a, a very deep convention, con conviction I have uh, 
Um, and while I was uh, leading the construction work dur during two years, it was year 2013 and year 2014, it was the peak of uh, incertitude and uh, troubles, uh, political troubles in Tunisia. And of course, all the business, uh, business uh, milieu, uh, business uh, uh, sector. Or sector, the, yeah, the uh, private sector was treating me, uh, uh, was telling I was crazy to invest uh, such a huge amount of money in the hotel industry because, as you know, uh, each time there was uh, incidents or violence or political troubles, the first sector to be aimed and uh, absolutely to, to, is tourism. So right. <laughs> Yes, I was absolutely. I was convinced that uh, uh, there was an end of the tour operator model uh, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of the open sky in the whole world, because of internet, because of the freedom internet gave to the, our clients that no more need to go to a tour operator and to buy a, a one-week package in a hotel. Now mm -hmm. from their uh, sofa, they can book their flights the, the hour they want, uh, the hotel they, mm -hmm. they want. So we, we don't have any more uh, need, a need to have intermediate like tour operators. Mm. Uh, and 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 I wanted uh, because in 2011 we were very 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 proud of what we did uh, with the political uh, revolution and how we succeeded without violence without people uh, without death uh, to impose a change. Uh, a political change, which is unique in the Arabic world. Absolutely. And how uh, we deserve, finally, we deserve to integrate uh, the small circle of uh, democratical countries. And mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. this, uh, this proudness, is this English proudness? This pride. <laughs> this pride, okay. From this pride, uh, I wanted to uh, put this pride in my sector, that is hotel industri industry, Absolutely. and to do something that proves que Tunisia deserves uh, to be among the uh, international destination in luxury hotels. Uh, I Thank was, you. Uh, I didn't want people continue saying it's a five stars, but local uh, standards. There are no local standards with the leading hotels of the world. We are among the best hotels in the world. Absolutely. And that's, um, that's a great step to take um, for, uh, for Tunisia. So um, I want to turn to the challenges that you faced, um, but also what you think entrepreneurs face in Tunisia. I know the government is really trying to um, support uh, entrepreneurs. There was the Startup Act that was passed in 2017 that made it easier for businesses to register, that allowed for um, businesses to hold foreign currency or at least raised the, the, the ceiling for that, which is essential um, in a country like Tunisia because of the, of the Tunisian dinar. Um, uh, but 
what what challenges to do entrepreneurs face and what do you think the government and the private sector can do to strengthen the entrepreneurship ecosystem? Uh, Marissa, I don't agree with you when you say the government is supporting entrepreneurs. The government only partly support startups. That's startups. It. Okay. So all the other companies and businesses that are not startups mm -hmm. are not support. Okay, they're not supported. Uh, nothing changed. Uh, after 2011 and nothing and we are still working now and functioning uh, with the same rules as before revolution what do you want to change bureaucracy okay our uh, french heritage from colonial colonialism we inherited nice things but also bad things and uh, one of the worst is bureaucracy Mm -hmm. uh, the Tunisian administration uh, had a very big power uh, for years uh, through the authorization they impose for every business. So every entrepreneur uh, is not free uh, to uh, to exercise uh, to to exercise. Yeah, to exercise his business without yeah, to implement the famous uh, agreement, document, administrative okay. agreements. Mm -hmm. And to get uh, the administrative agreement, it takes very long time, uh, lots of papers, lots of work, lots of energy. Yeah. And the, even the texts are not very, um, very clear. Uh, they mm -hmm. are subject to interpretation. And uh, each time a rule is subject to interpretation, uh, it gives uh, more power to the Tunisian administration. And this is really, for me, the worst uh, obstacle. Yeah. obstacle break to the development, to the growth, to the private sector, uh, to, to create jobs and to create growth. So how do you see your role as a business owner, but you're also a member of Réseau Entreprendre and you're a community of business leaders that try to help others. So, so tell us a little bit more about what you do with the Réseau, but also what your role as a business owner is to try to change some of that approach of the government. Okay, and if we have time, I would like also to speak about my um, my four years uh, in the administ uh, in the board of the Tunisian Hotel Federation. Also, mm -hmm. uh, we'll begin with the Réseau Entreprendre. So, Réseau Entreprendre was born in 1995 in France by a founder mm -hmm. called André Muliez. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a very big. Um, um, wealth family in the north of France and uh, André Muliez was very sad uh, to fire 600 uh, employees because his uh, one of his uh, plants was producing uh, the wool uh, uh, 
um, the wool needed uh, uh, in the traditional way to make uh, a tricotage. I don't know the name in English, sorry. Em embroidery. Maybe. So he mm -hmm. said uh, uh, French people stopped uh, broading. Is yeah, handcrafts. And, yeah. and he decided to create this réseau entreprendre because the the this the signature uh, was to create jobs we have to create entrepreneurs so the réseau to be member of the réseau you have to be uh, an entrepreneur and to give a bit of your time and of your money to support young entrepreneur with your uh, network with your advices with your experience Mm -hmm. So in each uh, uh, committed engagement, in each board we have and each jury we have to decide uh, either or not the, the candidate will, uh, will uh, be agreed as a laureate of Réseau mm -hmm. Entreprendre, we are five to six entrepreneurs uh, around the table discussing the person of the of the personality of the entrepreneur how um, how experienced he is how uh, he master his business field uh, either or not whether if not or not he had make a, a market study uh, there is a demand on the market for his product or no and of course uh, the business plan And after we assign to each young entrepreneur, we agree, uh, a sort of elder uh, coach, mm -hmm. member of Réseau Entreprendre, who will be linked to him during two years. So uh, a, a, a mentorship program meeting, of some sort. Yeah. Monthly meeting, uh, because uh, all of us know that uh, the five or even the two first years of activity of a new job are crucial uh, for the success or the, 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 uh, the company that can disappear. And the statistics say that uh, uh, 50% of new companies uh, finally uh, do not step uh, after two, two years, uh, disappear yeah. after two years. Yeah, they fold. Uh, With our support, this statistic goes to 80%, which is oh, wonderful. quite good for this new uh, entrepreneur. So, so I that's work, what you're trying to do with Tunisian businesses as well. Exactly. With the, with the, the, Tunisian, um, the Tunisian office of Réseau Entreprendre, yes. It, it opened in October 2010. I, I was from the uh, beginning member of this uh, Réseau Entreprendre, the Tunisian branch. Wonderful. Um, I mean, this is really important because that's exactly what um, um, basically entrepreneurs need to not just, like you said, to support startups, but to also help entrepreneurs who are already established to grow and to move forward And the fact that this 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 statistic is you know uh, with with the resource help is up to 80%, percent 
I think that's um, that's very telling as to the the needs that are um, uh, met by uh, uh, business owners like yours. Munna, I'm going to ask you because we're running out of time. I'm going to ask you if um, if you have any words of wisdom. We call these the before you launch words of wisdom for any entrepreneur in Tunisia or in the Middle East and North Africa. Uh, region um, wants to start um, their own business uh, or to grow their business. What what is your advice to um, entrepreneurs? Uh, well, first of all, uh, they need to really believe and have faith on he on their project or on their uh, idea. idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be sure, uh, they will. Um, accept even a relative failure and learn from a fla- failure and um, ameliorate and um, improve improve uh, the project improve the idea uh, evaluate the idea uh, listen listen to advisors a mm-hmm. lot listen mm-hmm. to senior advisors even go and knock uh, uh, at the door of senior Uh, senior managers in their fields and mm-hmm. listen to their advices um, because uh, after seeing so many entrepreneurs I'm now convinced that not all the people can be entrepreneurs so maybe also uh, recognize if someone is more comfortable to be to have a salary and be in a big company, it can be better for his profile than to, 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 to become a, a self-entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Thank you. My words. Uh, no, no, be, that, is, that is very clear. That is, it's, um, it's, it's, it's to good avoid, to start. To avoid failure for some profiles that maybe will uh, succeed, have more success, will succeed much better being, being part of a larger company in a company yeah. executive rather than being at the head of their company. Muna, thank you so much for your time today. We learned a lot about uh, you and about Tunisia. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Marisa. This podcast is funded by a grant from the United States Department of State. The opinions, findings, and conclusions of this podcast are those of our guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the U.S. Department of State.